is up carpets and coffee 59 59 hey 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 what's up everybody oh that's too early 10 early too too early for what for for my 59 69 joke it was a bad joke yeah so what's going on man not much i've been spending some time in the snake room looking at things and working with animals and moving some stuff up and seeing what I'm doing next. And then I was paying attention to the geckos the other day and I said, you know what, I'm going to pull each one of these geckos out and uh, put them in a, a six inch deli cup, clear, right. lid them and take ventral photos as best right. I can. And right. I took photos of all three of them to the best of my abilities to get them in focus with somewhat of a micro sort of approach and uh, reached out to John, I believe. Uh, yeah, John mm-hmm. at Jekko's Geckos and sent him some photos and he actually thinks they're all female. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded. <laughs> yeah. Verification. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, I, I, it explains why I've been so like unsure of myself and they're like nine months old now. So, um, has it been nine months that you've had them? No, they, oh, wow, okay. no, I got them at like five months old. I've had them oh, okay. f- probably four or four and a half months now. Nice. Yeah. Maybe four months. Um, how are you liking them? Yeah. They're awesome. I I'm excited cause they're growing nicely. Uh, they're eating probably four or five or six small crickets in the, in the sitting each, uh, oh, almost nice. daily. So they're, they're, they're growing and shedding nicely. It's, uh, it's cool. They're, they're getting close to being able to all go into the megaplex soon, especially if they're all females. So, uh, yeah, I, I was showing you guys that uh, I guess um, I'm I'm a half gecko breeder at this point. <laughs> I got, got an the, egg. That didn't you got know the environment, was, right? Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I, I was cleaning, doing a deep clean of my knobtails while my uh, barking geckos. And um, yeah, I found an egg and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> How did I not know this was uh, was going on? Now you got to start keeping a close eye on your girl. Yeah. Um, are they living together or separate? I have them separate at the moment, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about uh, maybe putting them together for, for a little bit and see what happens. I would say uh, it's worth doing it when you have time. Uh, it's the right time of year. Definitely go for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100%. That would be That would be cool. They're 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 really cool geckos. I like them a lot. The uh, Underwoodosaurus Millie. Yeah, is, those are sweet. Uh, yeah, and uh, I actually prefer the normal looking one than the mm-hmm. hypo one. Um, the hypo one's a little more reddish orange, right? Uh, it's more like purple, and it it. Oh, it's, that's the hypo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The other one is darker, where uh, it's like I don't. Uh-oh, device not connected. Uh, Lucas is going to be joining us temporarily. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. They're really cool. I like them. I'm digging them. 
I moved the Kims up to a bigger enclosure uh, while I wait for the actual final enclosure to arrive. How big and, are they now? Oh, gosh. Whoa, Chris Salemi is Chris Salemi's here. Whoa. Oh, shoot. <laughs> wow. What's up, Everybody Chris? Uh, go buy lottery tickets. <laughs> um, I guess they're like body is probably about that long. Nice. Let's okay. Say, Dang. I don't know. Five inches, six inches. Because they're they're over a year old now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, those things are sweet. I've seen Allens that are around that age and just like I just reached in and scooped one up. Like, Dude, they're so cool, man. It's like, this <laughs> thing's like holding it like oh, hey. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're rad. They're cool. Okay. <laughs> uh so, wow, so we got size? all the IJ people in the house tonight. Yeah. So what <laughs> size enclosure did you uh did you put them in? For now? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a what I guess it's a two by four by 18 i think two by four by 18 yeah nice but the one i'm going for is um double the height of that i forget what the exact dimensions are um and it's five foot wide damn it's pretty big cage you know giving plenty of room doing uh all kinds of uh naturalistic rocks and shit like that so yeah you're gonna make a custom background for that bad boy mm-hmm. Sweet. yeah that's what i've been saving up the um zoo poxy for mm. Fair. Uh, we got lucas grumpy lucas <laughs> i don't know what's going on can you even hear me yeah yes. there you are i'm having technical difficulties uh <laughs> internet problems or i don't know you guys are coming out of my computer not my headphones. Oh, maybe something's uh, selected wrong or something. Google Chrome said that my microphone and camera doesn't exist, even though they exist every time. Oh, they're in the metaverse, man. You got to go to the metaverse and get them and come back to the real verse. And then you, you... (laughs) because does this sound normal? Yeah, you're just a little low. That's all. Oh, it sounds tinny. Tinny. Tinny? Yeah. Mm. What did you change? I didn't do anything. Should I reboot my computer and ask the gods yeah. to forgive me? I'll yeah, do we'll just hang Carry out on. here and wait for it. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. Cool. That's um, awesome that the Kims are doing well. Yeah. Aki's too. I got, uh, well, actually, I got two enclosures coming that are that that size so you know speaking of your ackies now that you're getting eggs from your your barking geckos you should probably keep an eye on them too they're probably yeah old enough to i I think i've seen action with them i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure i have a pair and and i think um uh, i've seen action with them but i i don't know (laughs) i'm afraid to sort of push that yet because they're not in the a big enough enclosure, I guess. So oh, the box and all that stuff. Yeah. Man, that really, really intimidates me is monitor breeding. Like that really it's so different than snake breeding. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. But I think after having listened to enough of the monitor keeping podcast, 
seeing Lucas's go and his first and, and now second clutch in and seeing how he's taking it and talking to Alan and hearing, you know, Mike talk about it and learning stuff from my boss. I mean, it, as long as you're on top of feeding them and making sure you're pairing at the right time, unless they're cohab together, then they're just breeding as long as they're getting along and then you get the eggs on time. I mean, you know how egg biology works in theory and yeah although these are different from snake eggs the sort of the same rules apply um you just alter your approach accordingly and you know you've got mike and alan and a bunch of other people in your in your corner so you've got tools at your disposal yeah it's very true, but uh, at the same time, I don't know. There's just something feeder. about it that's uh, feeder, feeder, feeder. Yeah, that seems to be the thing with them, right? You know, I, I guess it's they don't really do. Well, I don't know. Do they do like a full? Do Pete? Does Alan do like a full cool down and all that? Or no? No, no, I didn't think. No, so. they. I think they just uh, they just cycle multiple times throughout the year, and then they they might slow down a little bit during the winter, but generally they get going and they're like conveyor belts. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You get an Aki, you get an Aki, you get a Kim. I mean, you don't have to incubate them all. Mm. I guess that's true. They could be uh pygmy python eggs. <laughs> pygmy python eggs. Something fun. Yeah. There you go. I mean, why not? Just keep digging in the egg box all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, Alex. That's for sure. Um, a friend of mine told me a cool trick for noticing when a, a dig a dug in lay box has been disturbed. What's that? You when you're filling it, fill it halfway, and then fill a, a layer of like some other noticeably different colored material, and then put the soil back on top, so that if they go ah. through a dig and you pull that stuff out, so like if you get pink like coral the fake rock for an aquarium throw a layer of that in there and all of a sudden pink rock you know somebody's been digging yeah well interestingly enough i made this sort of um my own um yeah pygmy eggs are exciting (laughs) they hatch oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i made a substrate with um it's sort of like you use like the uh i guess it's like iron almost um, iron oxide yes me and uh, alan has it mm-hmm. did you did you see the stuff that he has yeah it's like, is like, it like a clay it? red stuff yeah. yeah yeah i've seen that so i got some regular sand i got some um you know like uh um coconut bark or whatever you know like one of those bricks or whatever and then uh, some uh i guess some some i guess like straight a little bit of dirt and then I just kind of mixed it all up and then I put some of that in there and it like turned orange, like the outback. And I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. Nice. Yes. That's cool. <clears throat> Mouse tails at the ready. Oh, for pygmies. No, I'm not making pygmy eggs. I was saying I could feed the eggs of the monitors to the pygmy pythons. <laughs> Going the opposite way. Oh yeah. Good Lord. Pygmy pythons. Mm. Hi. So what's up, Lucas? <laughs> now you're back. You're uh, I better now. Made it. Yeah, no, everything's working the way it's supposed to now. I don't know what happened. Uh, Sometimes you just need a reboot. I yep. blame my 4 a.m. brain. <laughs> yeah. Field Lucas is back. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that been, man? 
It's good. Um, first week of my season, I did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday out there. So definitely hitting the ground running. My body is exhausted, but oh. I had I had a good week. I found I'm like a ringneck magnet right now. I found six or seven ringnecks. Um, garter found a ringneck too. I know. I I, I I told him he was a copycat, and he said something <laughs> snarky. <laughs> He's like, "This is clearly an Eastern ringneck." <laughs> oh, clearly, okay, clearly. That's that uh, and the other thing. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of ringnecks. Um, garter snake. You said? Yeah, garter. Really pretty garter. Had like a turquoise belly situation. I'll post right. pictures later. Um, a lot of slender salamanders. The usual suspects, some really pretty alligator lizards. I found a breeding pair uh, oh, that was actually cool. locked up under a cover board. <laughs> oh, sweet. Nice. So that was that was a cool observation. Um, nice. But I'm kind of bummed. All the bios before me were finding, like, good-sized gopher snakes every day, and I'm striking out. I can't find a damn gopher anywhere. <laughs> three days in. I know, but it's because the crew already <laughs> messed up the good stuff. <laughs> Spooked them all. They've been digging in the good grass. <laughs> but so, what do you do? Have to just go and check for species? Is that what you're doing? And like, so uh, what I'm doing this summer, I'm back out uh, on the project that I've been a part of for the past two years. Um, it's the largest creek restoration project that the East Bay Parks Service out here has ever uh, undertaken. In 2019, they got like a $4 million grant to uh, restore this big parcel of land that they bought from a, a ranching family that has a creek that was put in a culvert underground. So we're daylighting the creek. We're restoring like a natural um, riparian habitat for a whole bunch of neat critters, uh, native rainbow trout um, that used to be all over the place in the Oakland Hills. We actually okay. found one that made its way back up into the new creek uh -oh. over the winter. Um, so wow. they're still here, which is crazy because, you know, you don't, you don't think of wild trout in the Oakland Hills. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, my, my role is pretty much getting out there, um, surveying the area before the big heavy machines start stomping through. And uh, make sure nobody runs over any endangered frogs. <laughs> Very cool. I'm just kind of there for whatever. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like fun. Uh, better than what I got to do every day. <laughs> I'm trying to go into it with a more upbeat mindset this year. Cause okay. It's really beat me up in years past. It's 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 pretty physically and mentally draining to get up yeah. and bore and haul ass out there and you know hike for eight hours a day <laughs> but i'm trying to remind myself that that's a luxury yeah and well at least you'll be a lot ripped. of other activities you'll be ripped for the summer you know you hike well, in eight hours a day <laughs> maybe balances <laughs> <laughs> out man now you're balanced you know yeah you but i've been scaling the hills trying to find a damn rubber boa because Whoa. Yeah, that is still the species that evades me. <laughs> Have either of you guys ever found rosy boas? They don't. Uh, they don't come this far north. Um, oh, even okay. when I was in Santa Barbara, I don't think I was quite in their territory. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just barely make it into the Southern California 
area. Yeah, you have to go like San, like east end of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I always forget you guys is that California is like almost the entire its own country. The West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's huge. <laughs> My perception of is like so the GDP small. is that of a small country, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of nutty. Basically, like Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, for yeah. real. Aren't you in your outback? You're like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there, you know, there's there's a good amount of cool herps in in Northern California for sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I've We've seen got, everything uh, on this site except for. Boa. Yeah, we've got one rattlesnake. Mm. Our packs. Yep. Yep. Highly Which, variable though, so that's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, they are. They are. Cool. Cool. But um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's that's what I've been up to. But behind me, mm-hmm. the western blackhead Late is eggs? upside down. Oh, okay. And close enough. Like twice as fat as she was a week ago <laughs> in all the right places. So I'm actually, I'm starting to think it might be okay. <laughs> like, all the signs are good. <laughs> That's awesome, man. She's like two and a half weeks post ovulatory shed. So she's yeah. close. She's pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> it, it amazes me how you guys have both gotten like, you know, animals as adults. And then just turn around and just like, oh, yeah, I just bred them. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here on the East Coast, we're like, takes us like three years. If you like look at it crooked or something, I wonder what the difference is. Maybe we just suck as snake keepers. I don't know. I certainly don't want to speak too early because she could, you know, drop yeah. a bunch of slugs or, you know, so much could still go wrong. But if it does go right, I know one thing that I did is I got her a lot colder than people say to get blackheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the that was Gary's thing, you know, when yeah, when we were talking to Gary on NPR is he's a you know, the secret to his success is just getting them cold. He's like, I just get them cold. And even Owen with his olive pythons, he tried for years right. and couldn't get it. And then he just took them cold and then they bred, which I thought was strange because they're from the northern territory in Australia. Yeah. And you would think like cold wouldn't be something that they would be looking for but <laughs> i dropped her into the 50s a few nights for sure 50s yeah yeah <laughs> maybe they just need that little you know? <laughs> we'll see i don't want to yeah. talk too much about it <laughs> yeah yeah move on move on move on what about how you, are you Ryan? yeah um i am waiting for the first clutch of eggs to hatch um Litter of rainbow boas is due in like a month and a week. Crebo eggs are who the hell knows what those things are doing. <laughs> do, um, they, do they still look good? Yeah, I mean they're right they're on. half they're halfway through the five good ones, so they're they're going. Um, my jungle clutch of like three or four eggs molded out and died pretty quickly. I just left them. Um, I think I have one other clutch or like two other eggs died out in there. It's just, I definitely operate on the, the, the theory that like, if it's a bad egg and it's going to go bad early, it's not going to affect the good eggs around it. As long as I maintain, you know, a good environment it's not excessively wet and mold is just going everywhere. So, but, uh, 
yeah, so far eggs are cooking just fine and just waiting on all that commotion to hit and uh, it's just going to be a wave because it's all going to happen in like like the first week you know there's three clutches due to hatch and then i have a lull for a couple weeks and then i have a couple more clutches that hatch and then the boa litter and then crebos and yeah it's gonna be a lot you sound so excited yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i uh I got because another passion is 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 intoxicating. <laughs> I I, I think am we're all really... exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be one of those. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. I've got another big old hatchling rack showing up on Tuesday, so I got to get that installed and ready. Um, but I'm excited for for baby carpet palooza again. I'm really curious to see the first clutch is due to hatch is the um the that dark pairing of ij's the pop wins the dark ones from emily's oh, daughter nice. those half siblings right so they're both really black um so i'm curious to see how those babies hatch out and then excited for some exanic tigers can't be more stoked for exanic tigers two clutches of potential there so that's really cool right um yeah man everything that's gonna hatch is gonna be sweet like i could i could go on about everything that i'm excited about and it's literally just everything that's gonna hatch the um you know the female that got egg bound who i got five eggs out of and then she stopped one of those five eggs is toast from the looks of it but i just left it the other four are gross and ugly because they came out gross and ugly, but they're still going. So right. depending on, you know, what they look like and how that clutch turns out, I might just keep all of those or, I don't know, we'll see. We Where will see. I want I want more Poplin carpets, but I, I don't need to hold everything, but, like, I'm going to hold everything for at least a little while because, like, you know, new clutches, new pairings. You got to keep something from those. Yeah. Like, you know, first time getting a clutch from a certain pairing, you got to keep some of those. Um, especially if there is something to that melanistic attribute, you know. Um, I really, yeah, yeah. Mm, hi, Jays. <laughs> <Right. laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Striped uh, coastal, striped jungles. Listening mm. to the Corey Martin episode during field work made me want more IJs. And by more, Is I that mean where that came from. Some, yeah, yeah. I have none, but yeah, that's why I was like, I want more carpets. we can fix that. You, you could also, also you know, send Nick some money. Three inlands is not enough. No, 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 not no. by any stretch. Yeah. Oh, damn it, you just reminded me I need to buy inlands this year. Do you want to just send me the ones you already have? I only have one. Yeah. What, inlands? That's not enough. I'm getting I I No no I've, no, but you send it here and then you have all of them here. No no that no, are no, yours. No no no, no, no. <laughs> like in the same box with the Stroferis. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> but then I can't look at them freely at my will here. I need I need a pair from Justin. I need I have a female, but I needed a pair from Justin, and uh, mm. and and I've decided um, that uh, I'm no longer gonna just sit on the sidelines and drool at 
at Nick Snakes, even though I've I've bought a granite from him. So I'm starting to send him money for things. So nice. Did you call him? Uh, he called me at work the other day, and we've been messaging on and off and stuff and all that jazz. Um, oh, that's fun. It's um, it's always fun getting his perspective and learning the projects he's been working on kind of quietly or not secretly. And mm-hmm. it's not like a secret, but like just kind of hearing it straight from him, what he's doing, why his perspective and things. Um, yeah. Really- yeah there's, I mean, like you said, not quite secrets, but there's a lot that he doesn't necessarily broadcast. Sure. Yeah. Uh, to me, he's very transparent with everything, which is why, when I find he has so many other things going on that like you wouldn't just get from his social media presence or his website. Um, I just, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. And then the fact that he, you know, he and I have talked recently and you talk to him frequently. Uh, You guys have some, some projects together, but uh, Mm. you know, I don't personally have any engagements or anything with him. And so now that I do, uh, and I, it, it's just always kind of humbling to uh, to talk to somebody with that level of expertise and experience and have them, sh- you know, share and take the time out of their day to, yeah. you know, contribute that knowledge. So it's really cool. Hell yeah. And you're back. Yeah, just set, a, set an hour aside and you'll have a great chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he called me at the shop while we were open and I was working and it was Wednesday and I was like, yeah, he don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, no. nobody's here. So I just took the call and for like an hour <laughs> or however long Hold it on, was. Nick, I got to count some fucking crickets. <laughs> I had to answer one other phone call and that was it. And then uh, and I was like, all right, well, I got to go. And some guy was walking in right then. So, but uh, yeah, but, uh, no, it's it's always good talking to him. I, I respect the hell out of that guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just the experience that he's garnered over like 30 years or whatever it is of, of breeding and working with all these various species it's, you know say what you want about opinions and whatnot but experience is a very serious teacher in my opinion and so mm. when somebody imparts some of that experience and wisdom i i stop and listen as much as i can so yeah yeah, yeah man. He, he especially with carpets he's produced so many carpets you know I, I would I, I don't know other than Todd and real I guess really Todd not Carrie so much but other than Todd I don't know anybody that's really on that level no in the states in the states that amount yeah. of carpets yeah no quantity wise there are no others yeah I mean those guys legitimately have maybe hundreds to two hundreds of readers yeah yeah <laughs> so. Holy shit! And, and but but it's it's funny and it's not funny because like perspective is everything. Nick, you know, he'll adamantly tell you like I don't have as many snakes as you think I do, which is probably true because he doesn't keep right. like normal carpet pythons. He doesn't have like normal coastals. He has like combinations of things. He's well, very efficient, and he but he'll work the hell out of it. But yeah, he has a lot of <laughs> that are elsewhere. That's the other thing too. He does. I do know that he's got some good trusting loyal friends who reciprocate as well such as you travis Brandon, yep yeah eric owen of course yeah yeah absolutely so he's he's made some very smart choices that way um 
it's uh you know so i think it's interesting because it's a hard model to follow especially when everybody's preaching um you know find your your niche and your your specialty and just go with it and do your thing and there's nothing wrong with that but me i'm a i'm a collect the set guy and so i see nick's roadmap and i'm like <laughs> i go that way yeah i follow him <laughs> you know the only the only thing that you know with Nick's approach, right? He's a Python guy and he knows a lot about pythons. But I think what sometimes this is what happened to me. Like I noticed that when other people talk about pythons, they're talking about like these, they talk about things and they don't necessarily know as much because they have more of um, an overview of a lot of things. Whereas like with Nick, he's sort of focused on one thing and I think it would probably be my only regret is that I'm slowly getting out of that mode um, because I've been so focused on pythons, specifically Morelia, for like the past 10 years that I've sort of ignored everything else. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know, sometimes when I'm taught, and it could be just the people that I'm around now are more... Um, generalized i guess like no uh, you know they don't they know a lot about a lot of things but they're not as specific like nick knows the details of carp you know am i making mm -hmm. sense like he knows yeah. all those details of carpets like you know there's so so i see i see these two approaches and styles of keeping in a general sense of specialized in whatever yeah. way you want over here and generalize over here mm -hmm. and it, you're on a pendulum and as yeah. you are pulled and pushed and pulled <laughs> yeah. and pushed by those yeah. around you and the influences i.e guests on podcasts i.e friends and other breeders around you sure that that natural ebb and flow happens and i mean if you're susceptible to it it's normal cycle of things so i completely feel you because I feel like I've done the same thing. I've cinched my belt. I, I did no longer have gopher snakes. I have like four, you know, corn snakes here and two of them are leaving. And now I'm like really just sticking yeah. with what I've kind of focused on. I guess like when I'm talking to you guys, when I'm talking to Nat, well, Owen's always kind of been this way, but um, <laughs> oh. he, he's not really, um, he doesn't really, he, how do I say this in, in the right way? He doesn't necessarily nerd out about the details, right? He's the he's the guy that says, "Ah, just put them together and they breed." You know what are you talking about? Why are you yeah. making this so difficult? Like that that type of, of uh, approach. I but, mean, um, he knows it's deeper than that. He, he knows, knows it's deeper, yeah, yeah, and he's very smart when it comes to. And I think a lot of it has to do with his uh, zoological background. Like mm -hmm. he really impresses me a lot of times, but he doesn't necessarily get to do it on the show per se. But like when it's me and him and we're hanging out and he's at my house, I'll ask him a question and he'll just have an answer. And I'm, I'll just, I'm like, Oh wow, man, that that's, that's impressed that. Yeah. Like, wow. You know? And it's funny because it's like, you would think that it would be um, like, it's usually, it's usually me going to him for advice on things that are more 
general herpticult. Like he just had. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I'm. I'm. I'm tired, man. I'm not. It's talking. the. Uh, it's all good. It's this the, is it's, the. This is the night crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the generalist keeping approach. I know what you mean because yeah, with the zoo background, you're. Yeah. You're not focused on the lineage. You're the same the way, animal, Riley. It's right? like you. You. You know, like. You know how to take your inputs and translate it into husbandry for Correct. a wide variety of species because Correct. you've had the experience. Yeah, you can hand me most most amphibians, invertebrates, reptiles, whatever, and Owen's probably the same way. And, and you know, more or less, figure out how to take care of them just by knowing what they are and where they're from. I guess what I'm trying to say in a way is I don't think that Owen gets the... Um, appreciate not appreciation he doesn't get the level of res- i don't know if respect is even the right word but like he doesn't come from a different angle rapport like he he i don't think that people look at him as the guy that's like nerding out into a book about you know like how about the- this I'm going to try an analogy. The water and I, of Australia in order to find, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So I want to attempt an analogy without sounding offensive. The, the guys who are heavy into the details are the guys who like the words in the book. Yeah. The guys who are heavy into the natural history and put it there and take care of it and make it live, thrive, breed. Those yeah. are the guys who like the pictures in the book. <laughs> oh, and likes the pictures. Yes. Nick okay. likes the words. Yes. Maybe yes. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That I, that's an obviously very oversimplified generalization, but but both can lead to understanding. How's that? Yes. Yes. But yeah, yeah. he's got 30 something freaking species. That's what I mean. Like he's so like uh like eh. I, I, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, he does it. In, you know what I'm he saying? Does like, he doesn't like, it's not like he's like, oh, I bred this and I bred that and I bred this and I bred that. It's just like, uh, no, he's know. like, oh shit, Chinese king rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even realize it. If you asked him how many species you've bred, it would take him an hour to figure out and he'd probably forget multiple. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, God, yes. the corns. Man, yeah, it, it would take conversations like, oh, shit, I forgot about those. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. But he has his uh he has his ways, man. He I do think um everybody has whatever stage or taxa that is their foundation or or approach that is their foundation as they evolve into whatever they're best at. And I don't want to like not say that owen is the coastal carpet guy because that's how i always knew him initially is as the is that no he's not that he's (laughs) the the big angry colubrid guy who has a fetish for pythons on the side yeah i think these days i think of owen as ruffies and white lips plus big angry colubrids (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah (laughs) With Big other side a natural history. Yep. Yeah. He was my shout out of the week because he's just crushing it with colubrids, man. Dude, he had he's... another cr- clutch of mad hogs and yeah. he had, uh, I think they're white sided black rat snakes. Maybe I think mm-hmm. was the other one. Was it yes. that or was it licorice rat? Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know. They look. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You start talking <laughs> colubrids. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. Rat snake, corn snake, gopher snake. Pine All I snake. know is that you, you talk <laughs> to a snake. lot of colubrid guys and they, if they're heavy into colubrids, they tend to specialize in like a region. Like, yeah. like Matt most is a great example. He's very much into some of those cooler Asian colubrids. Right. Mm, yeah. Um, and he doesn't really stray from that that zone yeah. uh, and then there's the guys that do the north american colubrids and yeah. and then there's the guys Mexican that do starters stuff yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. like they specialize because well generally they run a room based on that climate um but it's interesting because even though it sounds like owen has all this mythical ample amount of space no, he does not. <laughs> we know that's not the yeah, exactly. We know that's not the case. We know yeah. that's not the case. Like he has rhinos rooms. are in the living room, the ruffies yeah. are in the office. Yeah, right. he's got snakes everywhere. He opens window. Whatever he's doing, however he does it, he's he's doing it. Yeah. He's whether it's complicated and he has a crazy system that if you watched him do it, you pull your hair out, or he's got a smooth, efficient system that's dialed in for everything. Whatever it is, he's doing it. I think like, I guess this would be an example, like every year we've done the breeding episode, right? And I'm waiting for him to sort of come and say like, things like, listen, I tried this last year, it didn't work. So, uh, you know, I didn't think that I got, you know, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't understand why I'm not getting that. Uh-huh. It's like, I think he knows all that stuff, but he uh-huh. doesn't necessarily say all that stuff. So it comes across like, he's just like, that. I put them together, they breed. If they don't breed, <laughs> then I don't, you know, wait till next yeah. year. <laughs> well, know, he also, like, he does it to himself with yeah. his humor. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't yeah. give himself the credit. That's fair. Yeah. 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 For sure. So we did get a question from Hannibal's Animals about maternal incubation. Hannibal Ooh, Hannibal. My um, favorite. I did that first. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, I wanted to ask a bit a uh, question on maternal incubation. So I recently got a got eggs from a diamond python. Congratulations! Ooh, nice. That's awesome, man. Right, yeah, Snaps. very cool. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I get some of that mojo over here. Um. Anyway, besides the point, uh, my diamond python uh, is going the MI route since the female is looking. Uh, she has great weight, uh, especially after laying. I know you have experience in MI, so I was curious on it. I know I should just let the mom do her thing, but should I be concerned if she leaves her eggs for a certain amount of time, like an hour? All right, let's start with that question first. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And you also shouldn't be concerned if she leaves her eggs and wraps her entire body around a bulb guard <laughs> three to five times a day. <laughs> Which was in- impressively ingenious and intuitive and i had to say that was cool to see yeah even though i'm sure you were stressing like crazy at first yeah (laughs) but here's the thing i would have stressed no matter what if i put them in the incubator i still would have stressed yeah (laughs) Yeah. so at least i was stressing but she was in control and she knows what she's doing she knows what she's doing the other thing is too if you've gotten her that far you've got a, a an acceptable and agreeable climate within her enclosure or even if she does leave for an hour those eggs aren't like losing temperature and humidity like they just dropped out of an airplane or something right um and 
Yeah, I mean, in my first MI clutch, I think three weeks in, I saw the female briefly leave to get water and come back. Lucas, I know your Brettles girl left many, many times. Um, Every day. I think my Citrus Tiger female, when she produced, I think she maybe, maybe left once or twice towards the end, but that was it. Um, and every time went back. I w- if I caught her roaming, uh, yeah. it, it felt like she was going to get a drink or do something, stretch, and then come back. So Yeah, and I remember Owen also panicked texting the chat like, she left the eggs. Eric, <laughs> is it over? And, you know, no, he, <laughs> he was fine too. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so here's my, uh, I've done coastals, jungles, IJs and crosses and I did crosses of uh, the first year I bred I bred a diamond coastal cross and the one difference that I noticed between the two is that the IJs never left the eggs never they stayed on them the whole time interesting Um, yeah and when I did have an IJ leave the eggs not saying that this goes for everything because like we said, they can leave the eggs, but for whatever reason, whenever an IJ leaves the eggs, I get extra nervous because that's sort of what poison Ivy did. And she had an RI when she did that. So there was, there was, there was a reason why she left the eggs as opposed to going and basking in the heat. Right. Um, So I don't know. Uh, Other than that, I've done maternal incubation probably at least 10 clutches of IJs and they always stay on the eggs. So I don't know what the difference is other than maybe I'm thinking that the, what like the temperature doesn't fluctuate in their environment as much. So maybe they're, but then you would think that they would leave the eggs, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, the diamond coastal one, she left the eggs a lot mm. to bask. Um, and then she would go back in. I all I also seen where she would kind of put out like the first third of her body under the basking spot. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. And then pulled yeah. herself back in. My um, second mom with the radiant heat panels went that route. Went halfway there. in, yeah. halfway out. Yeah. I wonder if it if it matters the type of um, heating you have, right? So for the ones that yeah. I'm talking about. Um, man, this was back in 2012 was my first year breeding. Yeah, not my first year trying, but my first year being successful. So 2012, um, and I used overhead heat at the time, like a mm-hmm. basking light. So I would say it, it, you're going to see different behavior for different yeah. heat sources for sure. Because yeah, I I mean... I did. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. How so with you? What? Me? Yeah. How, what oh, did, well, did, you know, you... the one would literally wrap around like we're talking about. The other one right. that didn't have that option that just had a, a radiant heat panel would just do a typical basking. I'm just going to wrap myself around the light and hopefully yeah. I get enough. That's yeah, scary. absolutely. Uh, and that clutch, the, the uh, clutch from the female that would wrap her entire body around the light as if it was an egg mass. Um, that clutch, if I recall, had 
some of the biggest babies and eight fantastic and all of them were really docile and the mi clutch bites the crap out of me or sorry the ai clutch bites the crap out of me um really yeah hmm. i don't know interesting so i i i guess my advice with that would be that you know it's not the end of the world if they leave the eggs um but i would definitely keep an eye on it uh you know, I've talked to guys like Jason Balin, um, who sort of steered me away from using Jags to do MI. Um, you know, but <laughs> I, know people, I, I know people that also have have done that, you know, yeah. so yeah. You know, I don't know. Aaron, <clears throat> when you did MI, were, um, were there any of those clutches in racks or cages? Uh I had a mix of both. I would say probably the bigger percentage were in cages. Um, and yeah, racks. So when I used to breed in racks, the thing that I would do with that is I would just put sphagnum moss in the entire tub mm-hmm. and let the female just use that as a big nest box. And she, the interesting in there, I, I've seen them move the eggs much more than I've seen in say in a cage to where it's actually pretty cool. They sort of like beehived underneath of it and kind of like moved over. Uh Um, You know, uh, that's sort of where I seen like the observations to where the mom would put her head in the coil. Um, I guess it was much easier to observe those things because the entire enclosure was the nest box as opposed to, having a nest box inside of a cage where I can't really necessarily see what's going on. So did you find, um, that opening and closing the, the tub and the rack disturbed the female much? No, I didn't, you know, I would check on them like maybe once a day. Um, I would sometimes just check on them from the side. So I had vision, those vision racks, you know, like, um, <clears throat> so you could really kind of see into the side from the, you know, cause there's no like, uh, mm-hmm. uh in, enclosed sides, sure. if you will. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. No, not really. Um, cause that was, that was my biggest deterrent from doing any clutches MI this year. It's cause all of my females were that produced were in racks and I just, yeah, I straight up assumed that, although I had confidence in maintaining a, an appropriate climate for the task that I, my opening and closing would potentially add a, an extra variable of stress that would alter the results in a negative way. Believe it or not, the temperature was steadier inside a rack than it was inside of an enclosure. Oh, I, I believe it. Totally. I, I totally believe it. After yeah. seeing how much, um, my jungle clutch fluctuated inside a nest box inside a PVC enclosure. There was like an 11 or 12 degree swing. Yeah. 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 It's nuts. Which maybe is good or bad. I, I don't necessarily well, know. You know, I mean, that clutch was, <clears throat> the you know, as far as I'm concerned, the poster child for MI, like Lucas said, big babies, big babies, 30 plus grand <clears throat> babies for the majority of them. They right. all ate frozen thawed right off the rip, three and a half weeks post shed. Yep. Um, all were sweet as can be. Um, 
Yeah. Has there been any, I don't think that there's been any actual studies. Is that what you were trying to do, Lucas? With some yeah, that's of what the I was doing, doing until I switched to what I'm doing now, hopefully. So like trying to find the validity of whether or not that that's true. That yeah, the that's, that's are what bigger I was doing. Or, yeah. That sort of, I mean, but that, sort of ex, that sort of experiment is noble and great, but you'd have to have hundreds of clutches that's the thing. It's been to done, get a sample size big enough. It's been done many times, but never in the quantity. Yeah, you would literally have to span yeah. it out over decades unless you have a, a massive freaking collection. And even then it would right. still take years. And that's, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, exactly that with just my three yeah, clutches last year right um my artificial clutch even though they're dicks they were all <laughs> the biggest which they were way that? bigger you know right. that goes against it but that's just one example was that uh, your hypo stripe clutch it was so the the female i got from you well, i got was... two hypo stripe clutches it was the artificial hypo stripe clutch so was mine from the artificial uh, I'd have to ask you if you got a HYS one or an HYS two. There he goes. <laughs> I'll get the answer for you. Yeah, we're gonna find out. But I think Riley's is mean. Is mean. Yeah, so it's probably two. I didn't the think there existed two. a mean. Yeah, probably. yeah. See, see, it's mean, right? Two. Uh, well, it was when you gave it to me. It's just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, that's the prettier pairing, but it was artificial incubation. She's chill. Lit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brittles are chill, dude. My, my, uh, my normal pair have not tried to wreck me lately. I have been taking some extra liberties when what? manipulating them. The female, she just gives me this look sometimes, man. She's like comes out of a, a dead sleep, you know, when I'm changing water or something. And it's just this little head twitch, this little forward, like, oh, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I still so have close. holes in my thumb from the blackhead last week. <laughs> oh, man. You really earned your stripes last week, man. <laughs> I just kept getting nailed. Yeah, I don't you know. Took, you took all the bad bite juju away from me because I've been scot-free for a while. Yeah, yeah me too. That garbage snake one. day, the wild one wouldn't bite me. I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the crew members are really terrified of snakes, so I kept trying to poke it in the face to be like, look, it won't even break the skin, but it wouldn't even right. bite. So. <laughs> well, even better. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so here's another part of his question. Um, uh-huh. Also, when she leaves the eggs, if I were to touch them, would she not return to them? I wouldn't bother them, but she laid the eggs on the little video camera I had put in the hide box. On top of the camera, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> said, here you go. Um, I would I don't take them think- off the video camera. That yes. might be hot. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a problem. Yeah, um, I would say. You know, when I it. did mine last year, there was one clutch that I actually took half of the eggs. So I right. definitely touched those ones, and she incubated the other half just fine. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, at least bread line aren't quite that sensitive. Right. My jungle girl, I, I nudged her head off of the clutch several times and, like, opened her up a little bit, and she would just go right back to it. 
Yeah, I think my the citrus tiger female, my main one. Um, I've t- actually taken her off the eggs to look at the eggs and then put her back, and then she wrapped them right back up. So nice. But I wonder if that's snake specific, like actually the specific snake that will do that. Because- yeah, it's probably individual. I I think it would be far less likely for it not to be a specific personality component present than to say there is. Like there has to be some sort of personality trait there. Yeah. There's got to be bad moms, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Not not according to the captivity. internet, <laughs> even without the jag gene. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before and I'll never forget it because I found it so profound. But Ryan Dumas, when he tried MI with his Jag and like 42 days, she left the clutch, never came back. Mm -hmm. He just left him and they hatched. I mean, it's it's just also a really simple selection example. The ones that aren't good moms aren't passing on their genes in nature because all those eggs were monitor food. Yeah. But right. Oh, actually, we're... excuse me. She did come back, but she went under the eggs and wore them like a hat. <laughs> good. I think she that's said, worse. Actually, you incubate me. <laughs> but yeah, again, I'm it goes. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this works, right? This is what I do, huh? Yeah. Egg eggs, me, yeah, yeah? Yes. something. I, I skipped but... a chapter, but I think I got it. You know, yeah. those ones that would not have succeeded in nature, we pull the eggs, put them in an incubator, and pass along deleterious traits. Um, yeah. So that, you know, it's there. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Some um, things are born to be food for other things. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> the law of nature, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a big food web. Craig uh, said that he hasn't had many MI clutches, but the hatchlings have definitely all been bigger, better feeders, and calmer than his artificial clutches, which yeah. is strange. And he has used the same females for Ooh. both maternal and artificial. So that's cool. That's interesting. See, I, w- I wish I could do that, but my uh, the jungle that did my first MI clutch is the one that passed away. That'd be really interesting to test. Test that yeah. theory. The uh, the citrus tiger clutch, um, that was MI, and I did have a few trouble feeders, and they were not exceptionally large. That's that albino shit, man. And they were just as nippy as anything else. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's they albinos. Are, shit. Oh, they have been a nightmare to get going. They've since mellowed out. Like every time I go in for cleaning, they, they're not biting me anymore. One of them kind of like has this reaction flinch bluff thing. And then he's like, I don't know why I do that, but it just happens. And fuck am I? My favorite carpet thing is probably what you're talking about. They like kind of coil up and then yeah. they kind of like shoot forward Boing. and they kind of like rock. <laughs> like they're yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure. What, what am I supposed to do here? And then they just, and half the time they're like, God damn it, you press the button, you son of a bitch. Stop doing that. It triggers me. It's, it's like a reflex, man. Yeah. It's like the same thing when you touch them in the neck. They're just like, ah, and they just bite you. Yeah. Um, Richard had put up, um, he saw a podcast with Tracy Barker where she put a mouse bedding in the incubator. I know that the snake keeper mm. used to do that too. I wonder if they that's, got that from. Um, that's curious. I They got that from her. 
because I remember listening to Reptile Radio and they were talking about that. And one of the things that they did with Antaresian green trees was, mm-hmm. and I think it was king snakes too, mm-hmm. that they were breeding as they would do that. They would put that mouse smell in the incubator and they said it seemed to help with getting them going. I don't know and how true that is, but you know. So my my whole thoughts on that are is it's it's a it's a dietary preference that might have something trait related similar to western hognose look at some of the western hognose that are multi-generations now that will eat pinkies right out of the egg i think about this in reference to the children's pythons that i had a few years ago that i i sold to make room for the carpets that i had growing up and now this one i got from you is doing great Oh man, everyone that still has one from me is like, this thing's awesome. Rock solid, man. Rock solid. I, I even I even went back into my morph market messages, found the person I sold them to and messaged them to him like, hey, how are the snakes doing? You still have them? Like, I kind of miss them, even though I don't have space for them. But you know, like I'm <laughs> I mean, just come like come on, man. It's a small python. You guys I know, I know. I sold them because a lot of personality. But and mine. And then the other thing is mine were from Andy Grossman. So like yeah. they were really nice. And then on top of that, they were sweethearts, never tried to bite like the perfect mm-hmm. angels. Right. But anyway, back to what I was talking about, the, there were two babies in that clutch. There was a pair that ate uh, a frozen thawed pinky at first offering. If I was smart, I would have kept those two. Right. And then they'd be old enough now to breed. And then I could test the second step in this hypothesis of if you take the animals that feed on frozen thawed pinkies right away, breed them next generation. Will it improve? I think for sure. I think it, it has to at least maybe by a small degree, like say it's a 10, eight clutch and four of them do it the next time or five of them. That's to me an improvement. Uh, I don't know. You have, again, sample size is everything, but, um, I think about that often nowadays. So, her her panel panel form said, "I know how to get picky enteresia to eat," and he's not telling. Oh, (laughs) I will. I'll tell you guys my secret. secret. I'll tell you all (laughs) my secret that I I stumbled upon just by pure accident and some thought process and things. I had three that were. Four or five months in, three what? had uh, baby children. I okay that I hatched that were not eating voluntarily. I've been assisting mouse tails and then occasionally trying to pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Um, ah. I would take gecko shed, wrap them around a frozen thawed pinky, dip it back in the hot water so it would dilute the scent, adhere the gecko shed, grab the snake literally hold it in my hands by the tail so it would dangle down and then i would take the pinky wrapped in gecko shed and hit it from below as if something like came up and and three out of three instantly grabbed wrapped and ate it wow that's a good (laughs) trick man i'm gonna have to remember that one i can't recall why i went like step to step to get there but something like that and wasn't there a planet wasn't it planet earth where they had that? I know there's a one with boas. I think it was. Yeah. I've seen one where a boa was up there grabbing bats. I've seen. I also saw one with anteresia. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. It was at the yeah. ca- at a cave and, you know, doing the same See, thing. See, that to me just, it, it made too much sense. And I was like getting frustrated with it in the tub and it was like kind of running away from me and it was shooting out of the tub. So then I picked it up and then I was like, I'm just going to try you in my hand. And then, and then it worked. And I was like, wait a minute. I did it again and it worked. And I was like, what the hell? No way this works three times in a row. Boom, third time. I was like, well, I quit. Isn't that isn't that like the most awesome thing when you try a trick and it works? Yeah, it's like something that you know. I don't know. Sometimes you just stumble upon it by accident. Sometimes, you know, it's out in the cosmos somewhere and it just gets shot into your brain for a second. And you're just like, ah, all right, let me try this. And then, yeah, like, God damn it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, and of course the uh, the the addict in me and the gotta collect them all addict in me is like okay now i need all the anteresia again i'm gonna test this hypothesis on literally all of them i'm almost uh, there man i'm missing one i'm missing one i don't see, have pygmy banded i legitimately don't but I have know somebody that does <laughs> <laughs> i legitimately have no space so i'm just like i can't scratch that itch right now all right. Well, I'll I'll keep your experiments going. Uh, maybe All right. I think next year I'm going to try for my Antaresia to go. I should have nice Spotted's, Stimpsons, Eastern Stimpsons, um, definitely Children Eye. I have two females. I have my female that came from Justin Drewlander. She's got to be wow, fifteen, ten to fifteen years. She's got to be fifteen by this point. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, um. Justin Julander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> yeah. He used to always watch our show. Yes. <laughs> Every time I hear that voice, I think of Phil Wolf going, Night Schlagen. We found some Night Schlagen. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> Get to the Papa. Yeah. I tried to uh I tried to watch an episode of um snakes and stogies the other night and yeah. as soon as phil got on and he started talking his voice put me to sleep he like he like serenaded me to sleep like bro this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was just like ah oh, snake i when we do the gecko pod, we're doing the gecko podcast or even the field turban podcast right we've been working on uh the next episodes of those and um we like to use phil for those uh well phil's like co-host on the gecko one but um mm-hmm. on the field herpin one we used to we used them as like this the species highlight you know oh, i love it specific species but like it, his, his insert so good man it's like boom. perfect perfect naja naja <laughs> yeah the way the way he the way he hops in and it's a complete break it's like a narrator switch i can like see it when i listen to it i, I can see it as if it was on tv and I yeah. can see the slide break, the little subtitle on the bottom come up with the full name, the scientific name, Phil's voice back there narrating, and then it goes into a really high-profile detail yeah, of the snake, and then it separates into like a like a geographic 3D image of it, and it zooms in on the venom, and then these little things come out, and his venom breakdown, and uh, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can yeah. see if uh, if Animal Planet or a better, more ethical, uh, authentic, genuine channel did it. 
Yeah, he's got a great voice, and the more cigars they smoke, and the older he gets, I think it's just going to get better, better and better. Like fine yes. line. <laughs> I just, I just hope, I just hope all of those gentlemen are those types of people where they could smoke till a hundred and never have issues. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I really, really love like listening to them talk. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's uh... the snake gods will keep them healthy. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to the snake gods. That's Cheers. right. To that. Give me fertile blackhead eggs. None of us oh. drank coffee today. Uh, so that's. Uh, oh, I drank oh, a well. shit ton of coffee, but it was at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I have noticed the one thing that I will say is that uh, the one thing with coffee that I notice is now that I've gotten to these specialty coffees with like uh, more advanced brewing, uh, you know, options that I'm that I have at my fingertips. When you go and have a K cup coffee bullshit uh, it's bullshit i'm like oh this is horrible horrible yeah man you you as soon as you start going bougie you can uh, taste you can taste the last uh, lack of quality man i'm i yeah. feel you i know i know the curse is real and it uh, and it cannot be undone there no, is no cure it's the only cure is more good coffee that's right that's my project right. manager brought me an iced mocha to the job site oh From yeah Pete's okay, okay, okay. Imagine that. Yeah, but how nice. much ice was the whole yep. thing ice? So you ended up no. getting like this much? No, good, good, good. Barely any ice. Good, good. Whoever looked out for that is midday. You see how tired I am, even with that. That's what <laughs> that's what got me here. Oh, I mean, okay. you, you, you did you did get up at four, so I three days in a row. What are you guys talking about? I get up at four every guy, yeah, but you're old. <laughs> That should make it worse. <laughs> All I don't know. Something biologically makes it from what I've been told that as this you is age, true. you don't yes. you don't need as much sleep at a certain yeah. point. You all of a sudden like six is great. Am I still I young you know enough to say to my death. brain is still developing or did I grow out of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's because you're close to death and you realize that you only have very few Jesus hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you want to live every moment you can. I don't uh, want to sleep. I want to live. Nice. When I was Damn. working that uh, that lab construction job thing, I was getting up at four and I was working six to two. And uh, yeah, I would I would get up at four, work six to two, come home, go to the gym, take a nap, wake up, make dinner and go to bed by eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just that's glad the- they're not working tens because. That first year it was six to six to four. Oof, that's about that's, what I work. That's what I work. Yeah, basically. It's tough man. Six to four. Granted, I'm not hiking uh, eight miles. Yeah, but for real. I do about fifteen thousand steps throughout the day. It's good for you. Ooh, that's so, real good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Keep that heart skinny, healthy. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay. It's I'm old. I'm old, you know. We don't I mean? want skinny when... Eric. We just want yeah. healthy Eric. Yeah. All you got to do is is just keep the heart active. I mean, <laughs> you think it's you think it's silly when you see people walking around the park and it's like, you know, no, you're man. not getting their heart rate up above sixty beats per minute, and you know they're not breaking a sweat, and it seems silly, but that's actually pretty yes. good. It yeah. Makes a big difference for sure. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like statistical outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh walkers do okay (laughs) i like to think that working in the reptile shop i sweat my ass off all the time right 
and I'm just like lifting and moving and doing all the stuff, sweating my ass off that that's kind of cardio, but I have forced myself to go in, back into the gym lately. So I think, I think my store is 76,000 square feet and I must wow. go around that thing. Yeah. God, man. I don't know. 15, 20, 30 times a day, something like that. So now is a bad time too. Is it's on a freaking hill? So (laughs) like you know, four miles on the hill—that's that's 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 brutal butt kicking. That's bad. That's That's bad. bad. So now's a bad time for me to tell you, Eric. You could get a little like twenty-five cc little scoot, scoot, like me, me, scoot around the shop. (laughs) Yeah, uh, around the get grocery store. If I'm getting a Segway or any yeah. kind of scoot thing around the shop, my put a little basket on it. Put some cool snake stickers on it. Oh, right, right. Like Paul, what was it? Paul Blart? Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can even be cooler. There's the ones that have no hands. It's got like its own uh, centripetal thing. You just step on it and there you go. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I it was funny, right? A couple, what was it like? Uh, so I like, I'm always, I go up and down and up and down in my weight, right? I always just try to stay healthy. That's my thing, right? As long as I'm healthy, I'm a, I'm okay. I don't, I'm married. I, you know, I, I don't want to look like a, you know, bad, but or anything. But, no. um, but when I lost all the weight, my family is like, you look like you're dying. <laughs> Uh, that's more just a testament to how fat America is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, that's fair. Or it's just they're used to seeing you one way, and so when you lose weight, you lose it in the face often. Yeah. So it looks like yeah, you're... I can see it right here. I yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, I actually just got in these new uh, supplements from InnoSup, I think is what it's called, or InnoSup supplement or something. Anyway, it's like a full cleanse to like help, you know, re reinvigorate gut health and everything and you'd be surprised how much uh how much weight just sits in your intestines just normally. are you telling us you took a massive dump no i have not <laughs> he took a, i he literally today started like this 30-day uh, regimen of these like supplement capsules uh, that have all these good things you know what you. i do you bougie californians <laughs> Just trying to do some good shit. I I normally Literally. drink all the damn time and Repti sit on calcium. my ass That's, and you just snort repticalcium. Yeah, Take lines the lines of the lines of the, no, it's the reptical multivitamin then right lines of the repcal uh, with D three. Yep, oh my That's how Ryan together. Young breeds all the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Critical care IV straight to the bloodstream. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I may or may not have snorted pixie sticks in elementary school as a kid. Yeah, you strike yeah. me as that kid. Yeah. Hey, Riley, bet you can't snort this. <laughs> I was usually the one instigating it That's and then the demonstrating. Same kid that got to high school and then got talked into putting icy hot on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, nobody. Um, no, but I did get pepper sprayed no. at a park. All right, well. This is awkward. <laughs> oh, no. You had a heart attack at 36? Steven. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Wow. I'm Brutal. glad you're okay, Stephen. We love jeez. you. Yeah, I worry about that. That's sort of like that. You know, it, that's the, the older you get, that's like, you're like, I don't know. When you're young, How you, you just doing, have this idea buddy? like, I can just like eat whatever. You're like, yeah, whatever. Any bad, you know, drink whatever. And, you know, then 
the older you get, you're like, nah, if I eat this, I yeah, yeah. Dude, I hit thirty. <laughs> I have a heart attack. Like, I hit thirty and pizza it. started taking me down. Yeah, man. Like yeah. a kick to the nuts. Like, ooh, I'm done. Well, oh, there's that whole dairy thing too. You know. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. I a, gotta a break it to you guys. We're not baby cows. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. You mean we can't drink milk forever? It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to sip on baby calf growth fluid out of the nipple of a large bovine mammal. But Lucas, milk snakes do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've genuinely had customers come in and tell yeah, me that their grandfather corn. No, I had a guy who came in and he said, this was like last year, we had a Sinaloa and milk snake and he had, he came in and he was like, my grandfather we, uh, on his farm in Sinaloa, he he would kill these things because they, they, like, they legitimately to this day think that those milk snakes go and suck milk out of their cows. Suck that milk. Find me another animal that drinks the milk of another species catered to that species babies. Bigfoot. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll I'll lay off. Like, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of Bigfoot, hold on. Time out. Wait. Time. Okay. All right. Time in the in the Reptile Fight Club happy fun time anniversary pot whatever quiz. Oh, show. happy fun time. Whatever the yeah. whatever the heck it was called. Right. The winner gets this uh mythical Mac and Wookie shirt. I'm assuming yes. it's already been designed and it, it exists then. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all. Um, no further I, questions, Your Honor. Yeah, I believe so. We we have objection we have hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> right on your mattress. I uh, we we've convinced Owen that it's okay that maybe we release said Wookie T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so send me the design and we'll sticker it. Okay, we'll make it a sticker. By the way, anybody who's listening, go to the uh look at that right on cue. Ooh. Yeah, definitely go check out the uh the NPR Teespring store because Eric has been tinkering around on there. He did get uh the NPR logo on there earlier. I renamed it because that file you have because it's already on your computer and everything didn't get compressed. It's much larger mm-hmm. than the other ones. Yeah, yeah so I I called that one the large. Because okay. the other ones are going to be more in like the the three inch range. I I tried to get them all somewhere in that size range or better based on resolution. I um, would stick that all over the place. That's but there's like, there's that's like nice. sixteen new stickers available on the Teespring store, including mm-hmm. Owens. So we we have stickers for all the podcasts, and mm-hmm. and if anybody can prove that we've forgotten one, which I don't think we have, let us know. I don't think so. And then there's yeah. Owen's logo on there. Eric, if you want an E.B. Morelia one on there, we can do that. But I think you could do it, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so some of, them I did have to, some of them I did have to increase in size. So the resolution might be the not the crispest on some things. But, you know, for a small sticker, it, it's cool. So, Ian, I hear your example, but that's still just humans being batshit. That's still a person. <laughs> <laughs> i did see that as well the the, the, the audio <laughs> listeners will not get that comment. ah yes and, yes in in regards to my previous question regarding uh uh drinking the milk of the incorrect mother 
Ian said, I saw an Amazon tribeswoman feeding a piglet. So first of all, still a person. Second of all, did the pig have a choice? <laughs> what Probably if the woman not. was suspended and the pig walked up? No, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, oh, back man. to the stickers. Yeah, but yeah, we we so we've got stickers up on the, the Teespring store. Um, and we've been working hard this week, be, uh, behind the scenes podcast stuff. I feel like I've been, you yeah. know, Riley's working. Oh my goodness, all this. Well, and I, I'm trying to keep that rolling too because I want to. I want to write a bunch and log a bunch yeah. beforehand mm -hmm. because. I just have these little like moments of like inspiration or a thought, or I'll read something from somebody else or have a conversation with somebody that sparks a thought or, and, and I I'll like jot a note down or something. And I think that's what I want to kind of flesh out further for that, that whole project we were talking about. So tasty. Yeah. yeah we've been working on, um, uh, really trying to get, uh, some Instagram, uh, action i guess um i've you've yeah. been shit hats off you've been kicking ass on that man well it's it's kind of like uh I, I i guess i'm i guess because facebook was the first thing that's sort of like and uh yeah clearly my age like my age is usually the facebook people right my age and older are usually Nowadays, facebook people yeah we all um, flocked long but ago. i gotta tell you man as soon as they changed their format like maybe what was maybe a couple years ago Mm -hmm. I absolutely hate it. I hate yeah. it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. And then, you know, just like always, Rob uh, Stone was trying to push me over to Instagram earlier, and I fight and kick all the all the way. He's like, "Come on, man! It's it's you don't have none of the bullshit. Come on, man! Just come on yeah. over." And I'm just like, yeah. nah, nah, I'm not going to be able to follow the you know what's going on." And what about the people like Nick who doesn't post on Instagram? What is that? Cricket? Eat it, Lucas. Oh, Eat the cricket. Man. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it on my floor. Eat Dip it. it in chocolate. Eat it. This uh, is the worst part Eat of it. monitors. Yes. Yeah. Eat it. Hundred percent. Oh my God! The other day, one of the dubia roaches got out and it climbed up the wall, <laughs> and it was just when my wife walked in and she looks up on the wall and she's like, "Oh no, I put up with all this stuff and let you have all these. Uh, no, I'm not having roaches on the wall." I was like, "Oh, that's not a roach. That's that's that's, that's not a roach. It's a special roach." <laughs> yes, <laughs> Eric, I uh, I accidentally let out my entire colony once back in Santa Barbara. Oh my God. You want to hear a story? Oh man! Um, oh, that's a yeah. Bad there was there was some <laughs> bad juju at play or something. I had my colony in this like glass tank with a sliding lid and just a bunch of paper towel rolls in there. There's a few hundred roaches. Um, close the lid. It was in the snake room, watching TV uh, and my well she's my fiance now but she sees something walking down the hallway she's like what's that pause movie flip on the like pick it up i'm like oh it's a it's a male dubia he must have like got out of uh reptile's cage you know maybe one mm -hmm. of the ones he flung and got away from him or something like that go into the snake room flip on the lights roaches everywhere climbing up the curtains all over the carpet on cages literally freaking everywhere wow. i was like uh rachel needs your help here she comes <laughs> over 
she's like holy shit like we freak <laughs> out we start collecting everything turns out somehow the lid got moved open and one of the tubes was like propped up right into the corner somehow like these roaches moved that shit and into a ladder and moved it up there and they're like all right we're free and they like broke out it was oh wow dude it was shawshank redemption roach style out of my freaking <laughs> tank in the reptile room it was crazy because I was diligent. I made sure like the paper towel rolls were never like four inches from the lid and they were always like stacked neatly. And somehow this one was perfectly up in a corner up there and the lid was pushed open. And I don't wow. know how it happened, but it did. And oh, man, and when, did we, that to you. when we moved out of the apartment, <laughs> I found a few dead roaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, uh, I, she got a very nice expensive ring from me because she puts up with that type of shit <laughs> these aren't the roaches you're looking for exactly <laughs> of which, perfect yeah. time to say obi-wan yeah. show looks incredible can't wait when does that come, come out yeah may 27th okay okay so but a couple weeks that's yeah. crazy man you're lucky yeah. yeah she deserves a big ring for that one but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if anyone's out there listening and they don't know how you can afford a ring for your significant other, trust me, you can. There's financing. You can do it. <laughs> Make her happy. Trust yes. me, it's worth it. <laughs> Riley can do it. No, for real. If, if a broke ass reptile keeper has put all of his life savings in this one reptile room that you see around me can afford a ring <laughs> and all that good stuff, you can too. And you I'm could so always just propose with like a ring pop. <laughs> or one of those pretzels Twist that's a circle. You gotta yeah, eat you go. to get down to it. It's in the pudding. Yeah. Oh man. You wouldn't um, hear from me again. I'd be in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. My wife doesn't even like uh she I, she's not she she wanted the ring I wanted to get her was not the ring that she wanted, and she wanted a smaller one. Hmm. And I'm like, what? Hmm, are you sure? And she's like, it's a eh. style. It's a she's style. Like, eh, I don't, I'm not. And, and I think about it. She's not really like, you know, yeah. rings and all that. Kind exactly. Of stuff. It's a style thing. It's a style thing. It's all good. But that's the way I see it. Like, yeah, Lucas likes small lizards. <laughs> Some people like that's so cool, big man. lizards. Yeah. But then sometimes Lucas tries the big and, ah. brings, and brings home a black. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> How this big is the monitor you're looking for? How big is who? Nelson. Oh, remember? No. I t I I admitted failure and brought Nelson back to work. Wow. Yeah. Hey. That's why we don't speak of it. Okay, yes. that's fair. That's fair. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with this that. It's not the crackhead you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. We yeah, had to let no. you figure that one out on your own, Lucas. <laughs> I know. We, we've I all know. figured those things out so on our own. And, I just have know. to reframe it. I I gave it a great foster home for a couple months and now right. it's you know you but socialized you know the hell out of that. I lizard. socialized the hell out of it. In fact, I went above and beyond at my job. Yes, and you I did. didn't even you brought build your work home, it. which is yes. totally not something you want to tell HR. <laughs> yeah funny of you to think the vivarium would have hr i'm the vivarium's hr i know i know there is no hr at reptile shops that I was, was a joke say, like are you sure we don't have no hr we actually joke HR. about that they're like oh you have problems talk to lucas <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah i think i'm hr too which means i 
It's well, of shit. course you are. Damn it. Um, it's funny. Stand. I can't figure it out. I don't know like why it is the way it is, but like I notice, and it's probably be it's the pandemic, maybe you know the past couple of years, maybe all that people just have anxiety and stress and everything. But I swear to God, my job is no longer running a grocery store. It's mm-hmm. talking to young people about their problems. Come in and sit down at the your in the chair and tell me your problems. Yeah, all yeah, yeah all day yeah. long. Yeah, I mean, and then they're I lucky they have you for that. Too much time talking for to them. Yeah, a I know, lot of exactly. people would just say fuck off, but you know, you're actually a yeah. good guy. But yeah, I will say <laughs> I found myself in those situations, and I appreciate the the supervisors who take the time to to talk with them, even if it is begrudgingly, and they hate the fact yeah. they have to do it. It goes a long right. way to be viewed as a, a fellow human being with fellow human problems. Well, yeah. I kind of look at it like older people should look to younger people and try to make them better younger people than they were when they were younger, right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. only comes with age. Come, you know, you get wit. Well, some people get wisdom, some people don't. Um, but you know, it's I, I don't know, man. Like, why it's would empathy. you not want to? help somebody out I, I, it's I, empathy i saw and there's a lot of fucked up shit right now well and think about it the the natural the natural human response when somebody makes a mistake is to be like you're fired get the fuck out or you know discipline or whatever and and sometimes it's warranted obviously and sometimes you have to because of protocol but like in things that it doesn't matter like if you can like if you can turn around and go empathy and be like hey maybe i'll teach you oh, how to avoid that yeah, there's a shortage on baby formula. So, is there any? I've heard baby about that. Yeah. Yeah. What is that going on? How well, is there a shortage of baby? even that? <laughs> one company. What be that? Had some kind of. Uh, I I, I want to. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they they found it was contaminated. Right. Um, it was oh. like a class one recall that they did oh, because no. I think it was something yeah. with that piece of machinery babies. didn't get replaced. Yeah, and they didn't want to yeah. replace it. This is right. this uh, man. That's the thing. And rant. then it, it grew oh. some pathogens because of yes. the. Yeah. And so corporate greed got I, in the way of the solution. I can't tell you, man. Like it's so weird. Like the 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 way that some people operate, like grocery stores. Like oh, my in. <laughs> my rule is is like, if you won't. If you're not going to do, you know, we call it quality assurance. It's like following like, you know, cooking protocols, cooling protocols so that mm-hmm. bacteria doesn't grow. People can literally die. And of it's course. like, it's no joke, oh, yeah. man. you got to be yeah. very, very careful when it comes to food. And like, yes. we don't fool around with it. And I go to these other stores and they're just like, they, you know, they don't record like temperatures of food. There's a, ah, yeah, it's done, you know. And yeah, Ooh. when you peel back the curtain a little bit on oh. food industry, it's terrifying. Oh, like, it's, yeah, I bet. I was so careful at the fish market about not mixing fish, fish with shellfish because, like, yes. dude, some people just you die if you get some yeah. scallop juice on their yeah. salmon. Like, yeah, legitimately yeah. not okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. it's crazy. Even even like like I'm sure you've experienced this. Like if you're if you're cooking, like say you're cooking shellfish, and you're cutting fish, and you have to do both. Like if you don't change your gloves, that raw fish that you were touching is now yep. on somebody's Damn cooked it. food that they're just gonna go home and you know. But anyway, yeah. So uh, people like want to kill each other over baby formula. That's basically how it goes. And 
yeah Wild. it's uh it's pretty crazy <sighs> what but a world i feel like this I'm is why i come home and stare at my snakes and lizards and zone out and to the void i had uh Not i had uh I'm having flashbacks from when there was no toilet paper when it was <laughs> the beginning of COVID. Like, a respiratory disease? Buy all the paper. paper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not tissues, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the real cheat code. Just start wiping your ass with tissues. You're good. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is you watch how people are just sheep, man. That's like you you can watch them and you're you know we have all these cameras and everything you watch people and it's like you'll see people just grab something and then somebody else will look at it and like well why are they grabbing that maybe i should grab that and i should get some of that well i don't even gonna use it or i'm just gonna get it and, you know, <laughs> throw it in their cart and you're just like uh if you're smart you use that Wild. to your advantage make Wild. millions of dollars <laughs> right yeah but, that's crazy oh yeah yeah <sighs> Man, there we're was all an over investigation the into heavy metals and baby food, and they found some high levels across the board. I felt yeah. like babies should be able to listen to whatever music they want. <laughs> <laughs> well played, desert creature. That's funny. Uh, uh, yes, carpets, coffee, and crappy world events <laughs> yeah. coming at you live. We're supposed to be your escape from the reality of the horrible world we all live in but, mm -hmm. yeah. so, so back to I, carpet have a, by the I have a question Eric yes I know you're still working on pairing your diamonds this year and seeing what they're doing and that's all TBD what is your plan for next year I'm going crazy next year <gasps> um I have I probably am going to do, uh, I got, I could breed Antaresia. I'm going to try Walma pythons. I'm going to try, hey. um, I have a shot at water pythons. Um, I could Queensland hit or New Guinea, uh, Queensland. Okay. <clears throat> um, all of the carpets except for Imbricata, but I could breed that. That's my goal is next season to breed all the species of carpet damn in the season so darwin's jungles coastals brettles well, even though i know they're not carpet pythons inlands diamonds and what else am i missing uh, that's it except south southern south yeah. westerns but yeah. <clears throat> i need a male queensland water python so godspeed <laughs> i will remember you you will get a big box <laughs> next year <laughs> i got uh i probably am gonna ship probably in the next uh couple of weeks so Ooh. you guys will yep. have uh packages eb morelia care packages coming your way I'm so excited yeah i'll get lucas <laughs> some i'll give him some carpets i need some <laughs> carpets yeah Look at that, man. That's, that's, yeah. Which one is that, the female or the male? This is the male. This is Tim. Tim. Okay. Yeah. Lizard treadmill. You know, it kills me to kill, to call my uh, male Kimberly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> McIntyre, Lord, Lord. Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you looking at, Owen? <laughs> oh, wait. This oh, is just like great. the podcast. <laughs> that's great. Oh. Uh, you, I, hear uh, out, you hear out of the corner of the room, quiet, you. <laughs> Wait. 
<laughs> Quiet you. Is that <laughs> I uh I think I think I'm going to accept that I should probably uh search out another male Darwin head albino. Yeah. After three years of striking out with the same pairing, and I haven't moved in those three years, and I cycled the living hell out of both of them last year. Yeah. That male didn't do anything. Enough. Talking with Nick. He's enough. Yeah. I think I need a I think I need a new new male breeder and that dude needs to go. You need one of those wild caught ones, man. One of them one, angry not- ones. I shouldn't say wild caught. One of those non-albino. You think? Ones. You think that's yeah. the the big difference? That's what one? I would do. Get an I, unrelated, that's... not to the line, and make some hits. That's what I would do. Hmm. Hmm. I like albino carpets. Love them. Think they're great. But I I think that the world needs more Darwins. Um, you think there's an outcrossing problem at play with them? Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. For yeah. some reason, like, I, 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 I know that people have done it, and I know that people say that they're just like regular carpets, but to me, I think that Darwins are a little bit different. Yeah. I just think they're a little bit different. I don't know why. I just get the feeling that there's something different about them. And Yeah. Brandon asks, that- am I sure it's a boy? And and I, I am. I've actually, mm. every year after he does nothing, I pop and probe him and every year i see hemi peens and go like i don't know nice. are you sure the other one is a girl 100 percent. okay yeah she's right. huge dude she's she's big he's tiny like tiny tiny um and not for lack of feeding and not for overfeeding on her and either and yeah it's just he doesn't do anything he's timid he's scared as hell dude he's like like visibly timid he hides. Hmm. He doesn't come out when paired or breeding. He hides. Like he is legitimately scared shitless all the time. Have you tried like introducing a shed skin of a male or another male of any and nothing? Nothing. Huh? He he goes and smells it and then he's like freaking out. Hmm. He like he like hides more. He loses his shit. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're male. I, you know, that's the thing with breeding, right? I think a lot of people don't ever take that into account that um, sometimes yeah. pairs just aren't compatible. You yeah. Know? So, but my question is, do I want to like hold on to this guy, get a second one, and then try and see if some combat stimulation there or competition yeah. or what? So, I don't know. I wish I had. Uh, an extra mail, I'd send it to you. <laughs> it's all good. I will figure it out in time. Do you guys want to know what's been on my brain lately? It's kind of a scary thought. Sure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Go legi- for it. I'm legitimately considering in the next Uh-oh. year selling the rainbows and the crebos. Oh, really? Hey, wait, Riley. Well, the rainbows you've been talking about, but I'll take Kribo. <laughs> and the reason being, yeah, just send it to Lucas; it'll be close. <laughs> the re- the reason being no is shipping. like, I I I really am liking this focus that I've got going on. 
If you put the Kribos over here, you can still have half all the babies and come visit. Yeah, you got to be the Owen and Eric of the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, you know, the the housing Riley's market. Like, up, Lucas, I want the money. <laughs> no, the housing. Well, what has your focus great. been? Like, what is it? Are you just saying that you're going to focus just on carpets or Australia? Australia carpets and whatever little tertiary geckos I find on the side. I don't want to go crazy with it because I do the 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 more my overall population number decreases the more i'm enjoying what i have mm. yeah man it's yeah yeah and and so and, and, and i can if you get rid of the rainbows and the kribos do you have anything left that's not australian at this point besides ijs uh apodora oh yeah Duh. uh i have a pair of normal ball pythons okay um that's cool. <laughs> no, I mean that that would yeah, yeah that's that would about be it, it, huh? Yeah, yeah. that'd be it. Yeah, dude, those normal ball pythons are the shit. They're het for nothing. They eat everything. They don't have bad sheds. They don't care about anything. They that's they great. try to bite me all the damn time because they eat. They're great. I did enjoy talking to Corey and able to sort of talk a little bit ball python talk without talking ball python talk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was um it was interesting talking to her because uh, she sort of crosses over worlds, you know, and it's so weird. I find it interesting how it's so different from one world to the other, you know, um, and like to be able to transition to that, uh, you know, is 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 pretty, pretty interesting to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I normal ball pythons. Yes. Dude, you'd be surprised. Uh, so They're harder to find than pastels and Mojaves. <laughs> and well, so here's the thing with that: I was gonna breed them just to make feeders for the Kribos. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then my boss and our rodent guy started yelling at me. They're like, "You know how expensive and hard it is to find those things. People are paying out the ass." And da 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 da. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? This is a normal ball python. This is a five dollar snake." My boss was like, "Absolutely not." um those are like 50 dollars wholesale i was like what when did that happen wow yeah so i hatched a clutch of all normals 100 percent head for absolutely freaking nothing them plus a, a a female baby jungle carpet made a little trade with my boss because it was it was worth it for him for the retail value and the opportunity mm-hmm. cost of selling those and that's how I got my pair of Wilmas. So like, yeah, the, the Kribos can eat chicks for a couple months and not eat snakes for a while. And I'll get some Wilmas. We'll be good. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Creepo. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the, uh, the focus I have too, as well. The, um, <laughs> slimming it down and, uh, oh. what does he got? He's Slim trying it. to draw the Kribos in and, and I, you just said you want to get rid of them. I want to, but see, that's the thing. Like nah, my, fe- my female, the female is like my, my wife, my fiance, her, uh, it's like the one snake. She actually, well, well now you're just arguing with, with yourself. Not God me. Damn it. <laughs> Remember Lucas, that? You don't have space either. What are you? You looking? know damn well. I Look have this space. room behind you. I have this Your whole window apartment. is now obscured. <laughs> 
room. Yeah. Look at this. He's now he's now starting to go up this wall over here and block out the sunlight. He's going to become one of those like eyeless cave creatures. There's a bedroom. Yeah, he's a single guy, man. He he's living. Well, no, he's oh, still not single, roommate. but she doesn't no, live no, there no, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't live there she yet. Live with you yet, though, right? Yet, yet. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wait till wait. Right? Wait till all your free time is cleaning up snake shit, and then she's like, "I'm just here by myself." No, she's great. She helps. I'm teasing. Oh, that's I'm awesome. teasing. That's amazing, yeah. dude. After you left, she built that last six foot cage. I took a break. You chose. Very, very well. Yeah, there, damn, Lucas. But you, you point being, agreed, agreed. Riley, <laughs> you remember that hypo stripe? You know, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I know. And and that's from Australia. <laughs> hey, I need a, in your box. <laughs> well, so yeah, he did send me home with one. Um, I need my a, home. I couldn't just let you leave empty-handed. I think it gave you some beers too. He did. I need yeah. to actually like put my put my head to work and like figure out how I can get some some Bradley cold if I'm here another winter. Window. Do you have a porch? A, a separate room? Riley, I have an idea. Just put them in bins and bring them to work and put them next to the the metal door. But then I'll have to bring them home every in the day to warm them up. Or you just don't. You know how cold that shit gets over there? Like no warming up whatsoever. They'll be in the fifties or forties. Cannon put his down and didn't give him hot spots during the day, and it was just fine. Really? Yeah. No hot, no warming up back during the day. That being said, if something goes wrong, you cannot uh, hold me liable. No, but I'm I'm curious (laughs) about that though. (laughs) No, I've always been under the impression that the reason they can go that cold is because they still get up into at least the seventies or so during the day. I mean, I do that, so I shouldn't. I I shouldn't tell you not to, but I'm just saying. Yeah, in the winter here, we don't we don't get that warm um, in the shop, especially in that back room. Put a little heating pad on the tubs, little timer. You can do it. You can do it. I think I'm gonna leave them at home <laughs> for a lot of reasons. What's the lowest temperature you can get? I mean, I got this room ambient down to 63. Um, no problem see. leaving the window open, but I still, because of the arrangement of enclosures and where they're at. I still had to make sure that the the heat didn't drop below like, you know, 65, 68 for some of the other animals in that enclosure, that stack. So they still had access to temperatures in the in the high 60s, even though ambient was 63 or so. You guys don't have air conditioners in California? Not in the Bay Area. Fuck no. (laughs) No. What do you think this is? (laughs) Hell no. This isn't the East Coast. They say open a window, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we ain't got no air conditioner. I got a little box in the living room that blows cold wind at my couch. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, when we were in, yeah, we didn't, yeah, I guess you wouldn't need it. When we were in West Texas, they had air conditioning, but when we were in uh, San Diego, they did not. 
unless you're when they built all these houses they didn't need it (laughs) yeah unless you're in a newer house or a newer apartment or something yeah half the time you just get a wall heater and hmm just count on blankets i don't know how you would get them colder than that but you know i don't know i tried uh the year before literally putting them in tubs in the bathroom with the window open at night and moving you them said back you weren't into... allowed to leave the window open because of plants i did it for a bit but like mm-hmm. i did actually get it down to like 61 62 but I... okay this is a small window i can only do so much gotcha yeah i don't know how i'm gonna do it do but... you have no never mind like literally the only way to do it would be to put them outside with some sort of heating thermostat that makes sure that they don't get below like 36 50 no it'll legitimately freeze it'll hit below freezing sometimes for a few weeks at night here so we'll have nights where the the night temp is in the 20s um but i just don't have a secure spot outside yeah well you can just uh you know, you can be like me. You can just watch all the other people breed. I'll friendly. just be an expensive collector. And we just keep them. <laughs> just be know. a high-end collector. I have all of the Bradley Morphs. <laughs> right, right, Did right. Did you breed right. any of them? Fuck no, but I bought no. all of them. Yeah. But yeah, Lucas, know, there's Kribos in your future either way. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take those. I mean, uh, whether it's whether it's babies. I mean, I only have five eggs, and I feel like I'm fighting. Um, I'm fighting everything else that I'm doing, trying to. Listen, man, this is going to be my project. advice to you. Here's the old man advice, right? You know, because I've fought it for a long time, and I knew it was the right thing for me to do. But yet I kept making excuses because I really did love some of the stuff that I worked with that weren't in the the, the box that I was trying to stay in. And once I like Jags, that's a perfect example, right? I knew that I didn't want to keep Jags. I knew it, but I kept saying to myself, oh, man, if I'm selling carpets, I want to offer Jags. And then I'm like, ah, do I really want to offer Jags? No, I don't. But if somebody comes to me and I don't have Jags and, you know, and, and all these things go through your head. And finally, I just said, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, just jump. Just jump, yeah, man. Just I, jump. I think I need to. And And carpets are always going to trump everything else around me so that's just kind of how it goes yeah and you go through phases you know i i've been through phases where you know to you to your guys point on what you're saying earlier you're listening to like i listen to you guys right you know i mean i was jealous of your garter snakes lucas because i just think they're cool you know what i mean i'm like (laughs) a group of snakes in a cage it's bio uh it's bio right yeah all the rules go out the window Yeah, yeah man it's just it's it's cool to watch you know um yeah <clears throat> and uh you know i don't know and then for a while as soon as you know colubrid and colubrid radio came on i know owen keeps a ton of colubrids now you know rob's always been sort of a closet colubrid guy uh if you will um you know keith has a ton of colubrid and so like saw this colubrid talk um and it's kind of like well i want to be part of the fun you know and then it's like no 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 i don't it's fun to learn about that stuff and it's oh, it's I love so it. 
I, I learned to train my brain to like not react to that, to that. I, I think for me, it's always been part of the fun of her, of herpticulture was always the hunt of trying to find that species, that exact animal with an exact look that you're looking for. And when you stumble upon it, you know, you know, dopamines are spinning off the, off the wall and you're just like, Oh yes, I found the perfect mate or the perfect snake, or I can't, you know, I'll probably feel that if I ever get to work with Imbricata or something like that. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I keep making excuses for myself as far as like the, well, if, what happens if when I get out of it, they're not around. It's, yeah. That's ri- a ridiculous well, if thing. You to know think exactly where they are. Then they will be around. <laughs> That's the point, right? So this is my genius with Owen is that like I send them to Owen. What's the matter? Riley, what the hell's happening? Uh Uh-oh. God, I'm getting a front row show to an Apodora male like literally peeing and cruising around and like marking. God damn it. That dude's nuts. (laughs) Why is the wild caught import one mellow and the captive born and bred one a psycho? Rob said there's... mean words to it when it was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that female, though, she's finally starting to push past the male in size, and she's got that bright glow to her. Ooh. Oh, shit. freaking animals. Yeah, man. They're cool. N- like nothing else. That's um, the other thing that makes me think, like, maybe I should move past some of these other species. Robert sums it up perfectly. Yep. Once you accept that you can't have them all and you concentrate on what you truly love, the hobby will reward you more than you realize. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, I think I don't, however week, that shakes out, that's, I think those are on, on my horizon. Is to, I've been thinking about folding in the towel on rainbows for years, but you know they're just easy. So I don't know. But what if what you truly love is concentrating on lots of different things that are not alike at all? I don't think it is. Um, You'll find out real quick. No, I'm not talking about you, Riley. I'm talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, fair, fair question. Fair question. I mean, it it is something if you have not explored is a valid thing worth exploring. I, I think my foundation with having a lot of time in zoos has also made it really difficult because it has absolutely sunk it into me that I freaking love everything. Yeah. Every, you know what I was looking at the other day? What? Shrimp. Captive born fucking Matamata turtles. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> do I need a fucking Matamata? No. no. Have no. I worked with Matamatas? Yes, a lot. And I've worked with some big ones, and they're awesome, and I love them. But what the hell kind of nonsense crawled into my brain and was like, hmm, looking at that. I think here, here's just a thought. Here's just an idea to sort of go along with what Robert was saying, right? I think once you sort of get your collection and sometimes you, sometimes you'll take something out and you realize, no, I really like that. Right. So then you, then you put it back in, right. Maybe not right away. Maybe a couple years down the line or whatever, 
But I think once you sort of are working with what you want to work with and you're not obeying rules of what you think you have to work with or you're not following some kind of pre-programmed way that you're going to be successful in herpticulture, whatever your reason is, that you you do enjoy it so much more because you're really working with what you want to work with and not what you think you have to or you know whatever and it just becomes so much more enjoyable the drama sort of goes away and then you don't necessarily have those urges like you did before uh to sort of like want to add more you know like i i find myself like i don't want to add i'm very very picky about what i want to add and um I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Christian. <laughs> you think those nice are going anywhere are. after the freaking saga that I had with getting a damn mail? You're uh, out of your mind. <laughs> no, I hear you, Eric, 100%. And and I, I've been enjoying my, my cinch down on the focus actually lately. And that's where these thoughts are actually sort of kind of coming through. And, and, yeah. and I think about a lot of this stuff. And, um, yeah man i've been i've been in the opposite position and and robert by the way i i shaved my head today to hide all the gray hairs and and my receding hairline and baldness but i'm i'm so far from 18 i (laughs) i don't even remember what it's like to be 18 (laughs) so how are you the opposite lucas i mean i feel like i'm getting the most joy and satisfaction and fulfillment with animals by being able to go from tiny Australian lizard to giant North American colubrid to you're on the door of the you're on the door of the explorer mode dude so well it's not that in the best way possible like you're enjoying the learning no, but I know I not to say like you're just randomly blindly grabbing at stuff. Right. Like you have these avenues into things that you either I guess the way I look at or, it is like I'm not gonna eat a meal where it's just all one thing. Of course. Like I need a little mashed potato with so, my fried chicken. I right. fair the, the indigo to my fair. bread. Yeah, line, you know. No, that I a hundred percent agree with you. That when I talk about I'm focusing. I'm not literally getting rid of everything. So I have one species. I'm not going to the the single item on the plate. I'm going to the repetition of this plate every night that has my four main things, which would be Australia, Australia, Papua New Guinea, and, and then a pair of red Zeppelin corn snakes. I get what you're saying, but man, if (laughs) I could only, again, if I could only keep three or four species, do you think that you're? I, I don't mean to cut one of them. Blackheads yeah. would be one of them. Like yeah. I can't stick to a, a, a of course, spot in the world. Of course, you have you have you have a you you are basing your decisions around the behavioral feedback you get from your animals, and that behavioral feedback search seems to be focused around North America and Australia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did I did I cut that up right? Did that make sense? I feel like I feel like those are the two common threads. It's North America and behaviorally unique. Do you think North America though, and that, Australia? Do you think though that your um 
you know, your career path influences that at all. Meaning that well, if you're certainly going the to... voices in my ear. I mean, <laughs> career yeah, path. I don't know what enough. my career path is. I don't fucking know what's going on. But Loafman for sure. <laughs> career, yeah, career. Loosely like, define your career to include your collegiate studies, and then yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I would think that if I was probably listening to, maybe if I was listening to 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 Loafman talk all day about you know north american colubrids or south american yeah. you know boas or you know uh vipers from europe or australian carpet pythons that you know i would be excited because he would he would talk about the interesting things about those species and i would i would be curious to experience those things for myself so i would want a collection that sort of allows me to sort of do those things and see those things with my own eyes and experience those things. But sure. I think also too, part of it too is, is that Lucas, you're, you're like the beginning. Riley's like the middle and I'm the end. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? I so can't it's, argue it, with that. it's kind of like, we do sort of compromise three different regions of a yeah. stage. If you were to, if you were to linearly traject a, a reptile keepers keeping history on a, planer avenue yeah we kind of hit those when i was three. lucas's age i had savannah monitor i had a nile monitor i had an african rock python i had about 15 burmese pythons i had a chinese water dragon i had uh ball pythons i had uh boa constrictors i had hognose i had um corn snakes uh, you know what damn. i mean it's just like so, all over the place all over the place because it was just like oh, i'm trying all these things out to see what i really like and you know uh somehow i ended up i've always been a python person at heart that's always been my my love i find them fascinating i know yep. i find it also interesting that some people become a boa person and some people become a python person but you don't really have a lot of people that sort of do both you know, I will I will tell you right now, I got my Noah's Ark syndrome. It's mostly scratched from working in zoos. So yeah. I never went that yeah. extensive in the diversity and the population of what I kept. Right. I, I've always had a diverse ish collection, but it was never never like that. Right. Um and then the second thing that you, you hit on is is the nostalgia factor. Um yeah. There's a huge nostalgia factor that that comes and goes in, into our lives, and and I and I had some of that. I I worked with the most pleasant, you know, twenty something year old Burmese python male, just a normal wild type male, and he's just a, a sweetheart of an animal. And uh, that nostalgia factor, I, I I ended up at one point getting a, a female albino berm, and she was great, but she was hissy and she bit the crap out of me all the time and and it wasn't the same and i realized that nostalgia factor was literally just based on that experience and yeah and, and i didn't need to uh define my personal future keeping experience by that without you know not still appreciating the value of that experience i love burmese pythons absolutely love that species the animal mm -hmm. just the wild type on its own i don't know if you can build a better animal you know, for, right. for how adaptable and capable and beautiful and powerful they are, but it's not for me. That's right. not something I'm going to keep in here. Um, 
or or even if I modified this to accommodate that, that is not that is not my thing. Now, then the other thing I wanted to bring up is I remember the first time I saw carpet pythons, and I remember early on how influential that was for me. And I often think, what if that had been a locality boa? What if I had seen boas in that way? And I had been brought up under the boa umbrella yeah. with locality boas and morph boas. I can absolutely see the parallels between the carpet python and just python world in general to the boa world. And I can absolutely with 100% confidence say that if I had never been brought up around pythons or anything as far as the hobby is considered in it, it was more of a boa thing. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely be on that side of the tracks. 100%. Yeah, it's weird. I, I guess, you know, I think I think for me, the python thing came from... When I was, I, 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 God, I want to say I was, I don't know, 10, maybe 12, somewhere in that age. And mm -hmm. I went to Martin's Aquarium and got a rat snake. And I thought that was cool. Um, but the next time I went to Martin's Aquarium um, to get another snake, uh, I saw these Burmese pythons hatching out of eggs. And from that moment on, pythons have sort of been the my favorite of all reptiles, you know. Um, For sure. And you know, but to your point, right? I, you know, and I, I could have possibly gone a different way if I wouldn't have seen that Burmese python. Maybe I would be a colubrid person and not a python guy or a boa guy at all, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, I'm kind of with Robert and my 48 years of keeping uh well maybe not 48 but i've i've grown up i've always had animals in my house and you know a lot of that comes from my dad and um you know i've been through the venomous i've been through the 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 crazy monitors i've been through the big snakes i've been through turtles i've been through lizards and tegus and you know you name it i've i've probably had it at some point um and uh, I don't know, man. I just keep coming back to 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 what makes me happy, and not worrying about what. Like yeah. it feels weird sometimes. Like if I'm like, for instance, if I'm hanging out with like Rob and Keith, you know, I think that they're, you know, they might be talking more about boas and less about you know pythons. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, I don't really know much about that, which is sort of like why I prefer to sort of scratch that itch by learning about it rather than trying to keep it sure so yeah it's 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 definitely uh well everybody everybody takes those inputs differently and it's yeah. influenced differently as well and that's the beauty I, of the hobby you know yeah. what i mean like the three of us with our collections so different you know it's i think like when you talk to people that's maybe not necessarily in your same wheelhouse mm -hmm. sometimes you're going to get ideas and you know a different way of looking at things or yeah. you know uh from from other people i remember when my brother and i were little like single digits little um i had a king snake and he had a bearded dragon and my king snake got out all the time and pissed all over me and it's probably why i hate king snakes and milk snakes personally <laughs> um but the bearded dragon mellow uh great lizard as far as i can remember a friend uh, my brother's age was like hey my 
my older brother keeps reptiles. He's got a bearded dragon of the opposite gender. He's wondering if he wanted to breed. And it, so we loaned her off and they bred. And, and I have this very fuzzy but profound memory from when I was like seven, eight, nine. I don't know. We're going into a, a car body shop and they had like an upstairs area where obviously the older brother kept his snakes in the dad's shop scooping my hand into a tank picking up a handful of baby beardies in the early 90s and just that being really impactful and then looking up and across the 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 lifted you know loft area seeing a, another enclosure with in my memory is just these vaguely white and yellow snakes that are huge but obviously looking back on it in timeline it's obviously some of the earlier albino berms mm-hmm. um and I often wonder why that never left a huge mark on me to the point where I never became a bearded dragon enthusiast or an albino berm or whatever is sort of keeper. But anyway, that's the other part of it is, is you have your own personality based makeup of what really gets you going. So you just yeah, got to be open to experience it and, and put yourself in the position to see it. So that door opens for you mentally, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's why I don't see any problem with people trying a species. No. And then saying it wasn't for me and moving on and trying the next thing as long as you were ethical along the way and doing it the right way. Because that's how you figure out. Yeah, exactly. That's how you figure out if a species is for you or not. Yeah. Period. It's the only way. Yeah. Period. That's it. We'll end on that. <laughs> Clearly, uh, uh, you know. See, my last talk with Nick, I didn't get any eruptions or anything like that. It was very well. Friendly. You didn't press the right buttons. No, he he. We pressed buttons, and and my bank account shrank. We pressed some buttons. That's we what I'm saying. That's what I'm buttons. saying. You had him happy. <laughs> yes, you you didn't get grumpy, Nick. <laughs> Well, I mean, I could have because I'm sure he would have liked more buttons to be pressed, but we'll figure yeah. that out. You know, uh, I have still a- have time for the hey, got a, enough space in this box for a couple more things. <laughs> well, that that is the truth. That is the truth, and and I am not immune to that sort of. Uh, I'll throw stuff. it in there. Yeah, just throw it in there. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, we'll especially it out later. especially when it comes down to like a, uh, you know. A Darwin male or something, you know. So. Oh man, it's trouble. But you know, the guy deserves every bit of patronage and credit, and I cannot wait for that book to come out. And yeah, hell man. yeah, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll give my spiel, and then you guys can give your spiel, and we can call it. If you uh, want to support the network and all the podcasts on the channel, subscribe. Uh, to uh, the podcast on the network um, and share them. If there's an episode you like or whatever it would be, share it around to people. Um, get the word out about it. Uh, you can check out our website. I'm working uh, on that uh, daily as we speak, uh, putting little fine touches on it. I got to say, I don't know if it's utilized. I guess I'll have to look at the data, but like I start to look at the morph section of uh, of the website, and if you go and you click on it, and then you go to the Jags, and then you see all the Jag combos and all that stuff, and the Tigers. Obviously, as we get further along, I'll work on more of it. But that's pretty cool, man. I wish that was around when 
I was getting in the carpets, but check it out. MoreliPathomRadio.com. That's pretty much everything we got going on. Uh, We'll be there. The blog that Riley was talking about will be over there. Those things uh, that we're working on behind the scenes. Uh, So uh, if you want to see what other podcasts, yeah, or (laughs) yeah, or on the network, uh, be sure to uh, uh, go over there and you can uh, check it out. If you want to get in touch with us, info at MoreliPythonRadio.com. I've been getting a lot of uh, people contacting me about ideas for shows, questions, questions for the other podcasts uh, to do it. I, I make sure that if you do send it to that email, then I send it out to those uh, uh, hosts uh, so that they can hit on it for you. So um, that's probably the best way to get in touch with us. You can follow us on Instagram. We're trying to up up that. So uh, check that out. We're also on Facebook too. Uh, and then there's the YouTube channel, which uh, hopefully you're uh, watching this uh, live on there. If not, and you're listening to this podcast, uh, go over and subscribe to the uh, Maria Python Radio Network YouTube channel. We are at 788 Ooh, we're getting there. subscribers. Our goal is to hit 1,000 uh, by the end of Minimum. the year. So hopefully we can, uh, we can do that. So uh, the more you can uh, help people to uh, to check it out. I know at the moment it's a lot of podcast heavy content, but um, you know, slowly but surely, uh, by the end of this year, I think we will have all of those things running a hundred percent. And then we got the swag store, the spring store, Teespring store. Uh, Riley put all the stickers as you see right here. Um, awesome stuff uh if you want to support the podcast it seems that stickers are the cool way to do things nowadays put them on your computer your ipad your water bottle whatever it would be um and uh support the show that way uh so you can go over there there's other stuff besides that we'll be working on that a bit as uh we're trying to tweak uh, different ideas and stuff and then finally, we have, if you want to be, uh, support us in the ultimate way, Patreon member, uh, and links are all in the description. That's all I got. That's it? Oh, Monitor Fest. <laughs> is the, yeah, I know. Sorry, that was a lot. I know. No, that's <laughs> good, man. You nailed it. That was, uh, woo, good shit. <laughs> the 28th is Monitor Fest. Uh, go to monitorfest.com. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it because it's the weekend of Memorial Day and obviously working in retail, that's uh, mm-hmm. probably Busy. not going to happen. But um, I saw that, Alex. Thank you very much. Um, I think since now you're one of those, we'll do that. Uh, he had a question about thermostats and and whatnot. We'll do that in that uh, behind-the-scenes chat. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. Stickers. Yeah. <laughs> get you some stickers. Yeah. Uh, we'll just transition into that. Go, go to the, uh, the NPR Patreon and sign up and then go to the NPR Teespring store, click apparel and ex- or accessories on the top. It'll drop down. The only thing under there is stickers and you'll see a bunch of stickers. We just uploaded stickers for every single podcast and rogue reptiles uh logo up there let us know give us feedback if you if you happen to be some of the first uh people to purchase them let us know i had to do some some photo work to to get those up and and if the quality isn't there on the image uh just message me directly and i will work on resolving that otherwise um yeah definitely check all that out for me i'm just on riley's reptiles pretty much on everything and then on YouTube under Riley Jimison, and I should probably make some video footage for the NPR 
network channel one of these days so maybe i'll work on that too <laughs> there you go yeah nice fellas exotics.com <laughs> there's so many different brettles pythons out there brettles. you could just you could buy any brettles pythons Macho to meet your brettles python needs but that's not what you want you don't want that you want <laughs> well-rounded individuals <laughs> one my pythons get three hours of enough. beethoven a night beethoven i read them passages from <laughs> the historical text historical they, they he reads them the complete carpet every night neck rubs <laughs> three times a day tea touch Oh, man, you're a great keeper, man. Holy Look, shit. I didn't, I didn't realize. You got to set the, yourself uh, apart. This is why we buy Jet Blue and not Spirit. Oh, yeah. Pretty <laughs> catchy <laughs> song. <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> oh, Only uh, organic. That's not true. Lies. <laughs> I could get oh. sued for that part. The rest of it's all true. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Excellent. I have been Lucas. Good night. <laughs> Very good. We are out. Bye. Heineken. Did you joke six? Jesus. <laughs>